it is safe to say that every workplace is struggling with staffing issues due to COVID. Right now, about 5% of the staff at the Winnipeg Fire Paramedic Service are out due to COVID. And at the Winnipeg Police Service, it is closer to 15%. And so that's led the Winnipeg Police Service to declare a state of emergency in order to shore up their ranks, a move they haven't made since the 1990s. What does it all mean? Well, for now, 80 officers are moving from the community support and guns and gang units to general patrol. But they're also looking at other measures, Loren, including cancelling vacations. So one of the goals here, Chief Smythe says, is to maintain at least the minimum 28 cars per shift. He couldn't say whether ongoing challenges were leading to a rise in response times. There was a comment that, you know, so far this has been relatively unaffected, but there is a but here. Community activist Sal Burroughs speaks regularly about policing and crime concerns and is our guest this morning. How's it going, Sal? Hey there. It's a little cold outside. My dog wanted a very short walk this morning. I said yesterday, that's my barometer. I, when the dog doesn't want to go out, I know it's too cold. So uh, speaking of, you know, when, when we go out and talk to people and what we're seeing, I'm curious, when you first heard this news from the police yesterday, I talked to you on the phone and you sort of sighed heavily to me. What was, your, what was going through your mind? Well, my, you know, <clears throat> I've got to know an, an awful lot of police officers. So my first thought was, you know, these guys are going out, uh, many of the people they're confronting or arresting or talking to aren't aren't vaccinated. Then they're sitting in confined cars, two, two people in a car. Um, you know, we've got to have some empathy for these guys, or guys meaning men and women that are, that are getting COVID or are threatened with getting COVID. So the first thought is about them, you know, back before COVID, they used to come and sit in my kitchen. And uh, we'd argue, discuss, and talk about making the community safer. Since COVID, I, you know, we haven't been able to do that. But uh, you know, it's really tough on these guys. And I have to say that the inner city needs professional, competent policing more than anybody else. And sure, there are issues around policing, but uh, it's the inner city where the high crime is, where really good, honest people live and uh, they need the police. So I'll talk about those conversations, if you don't mind. Talk about the connection and the connection that's maybe lacking because I know that there are police that, that also try to connect with the community in a different way, and that's being affected by COVID-19, their ability to, to make uh, proactive decisions and, and do proactive policing and connecting with individuals in the community and, and maybe uh, steering them in the right direction, fair to say. Well, you know, this is, you know, I don't, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to have Danny Smythe's job right now, but I, I'm very concerned about the decisions they're making of who they're, they're switching over to general patrol. Of course, we need people to answer 911, but the community support unit is one of the most effective uh, community policing. It's there to follow up on issues, not just respond to 911 calls. And they have been the major force along with with bylaw enforcement and making North Point Douglas a safer area. And then gang, gangs and guns, to take them off that. Um, I mean, gangs are, you know, we, we've managed to discuss, uh, dissuade gangs from coming into North Point Douglas because of the work with the police and the, the active community. But if we back off and allow the gangs to regroup and reorganize, because gangs and guns, 
one of the things they're doing is keeping the gangs on the run. Uh, Winnipeg Police Service, I'm told by other police officers, has the highest percentage of police officers who work 8.30 to 4.30 in the main police station. And uh, I would strongly recommend uh, that they be looking at moving people out of daytime and get them get them going out on the street again. It'll be a good experience for them and uh, would allow community sport and gangs and guns to still work in protecting uh, inner city people. So, yeah, no, I think uh, they've got to make hard decisions, but uh, I would suggest uh, getting some more people out of that headquarters would be a really good idea. Well, and I, as somebody who works downtown, um, you know, I would I would love to just walk to work in the morning. I mean, I walk home every day, but I would never walk to work uh, through downtown at, at 3.30 in the morning, 4 in the morning, because there's no way I would feel safe. But if there was an increased police present overnight, presence overnight, I think that would help. So do you think that that would make people feel safer uh, not just, you know, in downtown, but in other areas of Winnipeg? Well, you know, there's a short term, what do we do right now with COVID? And then there's a longer term. And I'd love to discuss the longer term because we've got, I have said from day one that we can't hire enough police and social workers to deal with the crime and social issues we've got. You've got to have the community involved. And I'm working with, uh, as a good old lefty, I'm working with people like the Chamber of Commerce, uh, apartment block owners, uh, other industries, to to get more eyes on the street in the downtown area, and, uh, and that's the longer term one. In the short term, uh, you know, we've got to keep those cars on the street. Uh, we've got we really have to keep the gangs on the run, and so we. Ne- I'm just repeating for the for the short term. We need to get people doing things that are stop doing things that are less important and get them out on the main thing. One of the things I've done during COVID is I've ta- I talk to government officials all the time and I can think of three directors, two provincial government and one city who were complaining about having to move their staff around for COVID. And I said to them, well, I bet you what you're doing is looking what's the least important things you're doing and switching, stopping doing that and doing you know the things that are more important. They all three agreed to do that. And I think that's what the police department has to do. And the other factor is out of crisis comes creativity. Now out of this crisis of COVID, all sorts of organizations, including the police, should be looking at what are they doing that is less important and what should they be doing that's more important. I am sick and tired of us being the highest crime area in the city. I'm sick and tired of us having close to record murder rates that that's separate from the issue of the COVID thing. I'm sorry, but we need to have discussions on creative ways to do that. And, uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I get no, carried no, away that's on okay. that issue. I, not at all, because you're making some important points and you talk about creativity out of crisis prior to this COVID crisis, we were talking an awful lot about crime and meth and petty crime and violence. And as a result of the drug use in the city, what is the crime situation as far as you're concerned, either in your neighborhood or Winnipeg? We know what some of the stats tell us, Sal, but what are you seeing? Like, are we making improvements? You talked improvements on gangs, but what about other issues? Well, I have to tell you, in North Point Douglas, while there is still crime, um, just communicating with a sergeant uh, a couple of days ago and others, 
we're not seeing a major increase in crime in North Point Douglas. It's still there. Um, mind you, Project Matriarch, the uh, organized crime and the community support unit, took out one of the biggest uh, local drug dealers uh, not too long ago. Anyway, but otherwise, in the rest of the city, I'm getting uh, calls from other areas. And I'm old. I can't solve the whole city's problems. But there is a desperate, desperate need to involve the community uh, <laughs> Just to give you a good story. Uh, through a friend of my partner's, uh, they asked me their, their son had, and their nephew had a small business downtown, and uh, it was getting broken into, and the cars smashed in the parking lot. So they asked me, and I put them in touch with the community support unit. The community support unit was there, and what they did was uh, when the driver the police were doing their notes and waiting for calls and things like that they parked at this particular business's parking lot for a couple of nights and you know that sent a signal to people who did that kind of stuff bad, bad behavior not to put bother that place and that solved the crop one of the things that i've looked at is how do we get people of goodwill how do they talk to each other how can they move fast to step in when somebody's being threatened or crime is happening. And, uh, you know, that's one of the beauties of the community support unit. And, uh, you know, the, the desperately in the short term, we need to keep them out there helping people like that small businessman. But at the longer term, we need to figure out how to get the community identifying really fast. Where is that drug dealer moving in? Uh, Where's that slum house that we need to make sure that landlord is forced to fix it up so people have decent housing? There, there are things that are, can be done that are not cost issues. And this is, you know, the police force is looking at major financial issues. The things that I'm talking about uh, are not cost issues. And I'm mentoring a couple of people in the inner city who, with a little bit of help, could do what we've been doing in Point Douglas. And again, it's not not the silver bullet. It doesn't end things. But when the community's on side, we go back to Jane Jacobs, eyes on the street, people identify problems and involve people who can solve them, which includes the landlord. You know, our first call when there's a drug dealer in North Point Douglas isn't to the police, isn't to the criminal justice system. It's to the landlord. And one of the reasons we don't have a lot of drug dealers is they bloody well know if they start dealing drugs in Point Douglas, they're likely to get evicted really fast. And that takes pressure off the police. And I, but I do want to go back. Sal, I'm afraid I'm going to, I'm sorry, I hate to, to, to cut you off that way, uh, but we are, we are out of time. Yep. I understand. And thanks so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. I hope we can talk about crime prevention later. Community activist Sel Burroughs, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for everything you do for the city of Winnipeg. We appreciate it, sir. No problem. Take care.